Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. This is Chuck Sipe, Assistant Superintendent for Roxbury Schools, here with some distinguished guests to discuss my personal favorite holiday of the school year, which is the school opening. Um, the energy's high. The excitement is um, tangible. And so we're really going to dive deep into that today. So before we get started, I'd like to ask my guests to introduce themselves so we can talk about the most exciting part of the new school year, returning and getting kids back in our schools. Hello, this is Frank Santori, your proud superintendent here in Roxbury Public Schools, and I am looking forward to a fantastic discussion about a great and exciting opening to our school year. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Argenziano, the fortunate principal of Lincoln Roosevelt School. Looking forward to having an opportunity to talk to you about our school opening today. And I am Tiffany North. I'm a fifth grade teacher at Lincoln Roosevelt. Very excited to be here today. All right, so no better way to get started than hearing our kids say it's who we are. And, you know, today's topic is our school opening. We've just opened the 23-24 school year. Um, and so before we dive into some specifics about the goals, the highlights of our opening, and what our plans are for the new school year, I just want to get everybody's take on the opening. Uh, last week, we had two two days with staff and a couple days with the kids, and we've had almost a full week this week, given the holiday and I got to say, the energy couldn't be higher. Uh, the kids seem super excited to be back. The teachers are already firing on all cylinders. And it's almost like we never left. Everyone's super rejuvenated and looking forward to a great year. So I invite you all, share share with us your perspectives. What did you see? What did you feel? Uh, because like I said, my favorite holiday of the year, the return to school, first day of school. Yeah, so the first day of school was uh, great. Actually, the first week was great, to be honest with you. It was really nice to get together as a district on our opening day uh, so everybody get an opportunity to meet Dr. Santora uh, and the rest of the central office uh, crew here. It was really nice to get together to have that quick opportunity and then get back to our buildings and get ready to work because when you're a teacher, Ms. North, um, it's great to get back in your classroom because what are you worried about on the first couple of days of school? Well, it is a great, great first day of school um, this year. The, uh, the kids are excited. The teachers are excited. Um, but you know, there's, there's that little bit of anxiety that goes along with it. You know, you don't get that good night of rest the night before. And I think walking in that first day, um, a lot of the teachers are just as nervous as many of the students are. And I think when we can communicate to the students and let them know that, you know, it's, it's normal to be anxious. It's normal to be a little nervous. And especially at Lincoln Roosevelt, um, it's quite a jump for these students because you have four elementary schools filtering in um, to one school um, in fifth grade. So it's it's funny to see all these kids walk in and nobody's talking and they're having trouble navigating the hallways. And it's been wonderful to see the transition um, of how the kids are starting to really acclimate to the routine and the structure of the building in just a few days. And I would say this was my first opening of schools in Roxbury. So, of course, it was my best yet. Uh, but it was phenomenal. It's undefeated, yeah, right? That's correct. Uh, it was amazing to see all the staff gather together for uh, the first time in one location. You know, as uh, we often do as a faculty, we gather outside the high school auditorium prior to the opening day remarks. And it was great to witness so many colleagues greeting and speaking with one another. And there was just a level of enthusiasm and excitement that I, I've never really seen before in an opening of schools. And that excitement was kind of mirrored as Dr. Seip and I uh, navigated the different buildings when our students arrived. Students were eager, excited, I'm sure a little anxious and nervous. But the amazing thing was after about 10, 15 minutes, 
The hallways were quiet and students were getting down to work with their teachers, almost as if summer never happened. So it was great to see uh, the enthusiasm, the excitement. Wonderful. And I think what, you know, as you even reference kids in classrooms and us kind of getting down to work, I think it's uh, it's important to note that the work that happens when school reopens isn't the very, you know, the typical schoolwork type stuff. It's the stuff that really connects directly with our district's portrait of a graduate, our mission and vision, and really kind of sets the wheels in motion so we can achieve academic goals, emotional growth, things like that. You know, the things that are really the hallmark of what a good school district and what a good school experience can provide to students. Um, You know, Tiffany, you referred to establishing those routines, and Chris talked about having the smiles, the excitement. Um, You know, all of those things that started really with that first day, I mean, the opening address that Dr. Santora gave to the staff upon returning, I got to say, the energy was so high the the feeling amongst the staff based on um, that first welcome back, right? The, the, you know, just the little things like the rate with which the room quieted, the attentiveness, the excitement when people were leaving to go to their schools, like all of those things I help, I think help build, um, you know, the foundation for a really great first day for the kids. Um, you know, the teachers re-energizing themselves with their colleagues and, you know, all of those things really led to that first day back and allow us to start those routines. But I think the recognition and acknowledgement that the most important thing we can do for kids is make them feel welcome, make them feel excited. Um, so t- let's talk about what that looked like at Lincoln Roosevelt in particular, because as Dr. Santora mentioned, we got to see the very quick return of kids and teachers on the, that first day, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the kids are in the classrooms and they're with the teachers and administration, like that's when the magic starts right out of day one. So you know, let's talk about Lincoln Roosevelt since you guys are here. What that look like? So what it looks like is a total team effort. So what we do at Lincoln Roosevelt now for the past couple of years is we actually give the teachers extra time with the students in the morning. Uh, we have a morning meeting schedule uh, designated purely based on student needs. Uh, and a lot of that was generated from feedback that we received from our teaching staff, basically saying we want more time with our students so we get to meet them because they find that time to be so productive in developing those early relationships with them that it allows them to really springboard later on to really get to work on the curriculum related uh, items. So we spend a lot of time, you know, one of our district goals is, you know, health and wellness uh, of our students. Obviously, we want them to be healthy, happy and ready to learn. Right. Uh, But that goes into the beginning of our school year with what we do. So we try to take time to talk with them and address all of the things that they might have to need uh, need to know on how to get through the first couple days of school. So we kind of pump the brakes a little bit. We spend about an extra half an hour for the first two days of school with them. Uh, They have time with their homeroom teachers um, and we get to answer their questions and we guide them through, you know, different practices and protocols and what their day is going to look like. And I think a lot of um, the other things that you're going to see within the classrooms are a lot of those getting to know you activities, you know, having the kids interact and turning and talking with one another and with us, um, telling us what they want to be called instead of calling them by the wrong name, Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that, you know, we're doing dice breakers because a lot of the kids don't know one another. So the kids may roll a dice and it corresponds with a question. They get to ask that question to a friend and the friend answers. So they learn a little bit more about one another. Um, team building, you know, already establishing good relationships. Um, I know we've done STEM challenges, a cup challenge where you pair the kids up and one partner has to build a tower 
but they have to do it with their eyes closed and rely on the guidance of, of their partner, which is great because those team building activities really help them recognize that there are certain things that you can do by yourself, but we really need to all work together in order to be as successful as we can be. And I just want to add in on that, that, you know, those types of activities really get that trusting relationship built that the kids need to have, especially with the way that we, we teach, you know, in, in nowadays with, uh, having our mini lessons and group activities and really trying to get the kids to have, you know, hands-on materials in front of them with station work and stuff like that. Once they get those, you know, comfort levels with those that surround them, they can actually, you know, concentrate more. They feel more comfortable asking questions to their peers or to their teacher. Uh, you know, when they're working cooperatively with each other, they, they have that, you know, trust in one another and really can do a, a much nicer job brainstorming and coming up with solutions to problems. You know, one more thing you know, about what we do on our first days of school is we also, uh, Dr. Zegar, our assistant principal and I, we actually have a welcome back message to them uh, that we have them played in homeroom. So they can actually get, you know, a chance to see a video of us welcoming them to the st- school because we don't want to be seen as those guys in the towers that they can't mm-hmm. talk to if they need anything. We want them to be familiar with us and, and know that our doors are always open if they need anything. And the other thing, too, is that we take time. We have another uh, introductory video for our guidance counselors so they didn't know where they are, how different, uh, how they could be a help, um, you know, how they go about, you know, seeing them and, you know, uh, basically that they're there as a, as a reach out, you know, as an as a opportunity to provide those little nuances that they may need. One, one of the things that I really like, I'm hearing you say, and, you know, one of our things that we'll wrap up today with is um, I'm really excited to hear it. You know, Dr. Santor is going to share his vision for our school goals, which is really exciting. I think our district goals have been something that have unified our K-12 effort, um, not only academically, but social, emotionally informing the formation of a school community. So, but, you know, Chris, you referenced, you know, our fourth goal, which has been health and wellness. You know, what I heard Tiffany talk about, which is exciting for me without saying it, is the portrait of the graduate stuff, which has generally been our second goal. You know, I, by the way, that's what I heard about on after the first day, asking my kids, you know, what was your how was your first day? All the typical questions. One of the things I like to ask them was what, what was a highlight for you today? And I heard about the cup challenge. The cup challenge was a definite <laughs> highlight, um, you know, and the fact that there was an opportunity to, to do some of the things that we really as a school district think are some of our most important according to our portrait graduate. I heard, you know, about formulation of community. I heard about effective communication, establishing trust, cooperation, brainstorming, problem solving, those things that really do transcend individual lessons and help prepare our students to tackle challenges. Um, I like the idea that it, we'll use that cup challenge because it was it was a hit for the day. You know, understanding that you're not going to be successful with everything. There is failure. There is the opportunity to revisit and regroup and get better and improve. Rely on your teachers, you know, rely on the community. One of the things Chris said about the feedback from staff, how do we establish that relationship that can later be leveraged to help us feel really safe, secure, and ready to learn? So taking that time, especially at Lincoln Roosevelt, where, as mentioned before, four schools become one, which having been a principal of that situation is one of the most exciting times in education is establishing, you know, taking four smaller or a bunch of smaller communities and creating one uh, is really exciting. And so one of my other favorite things of the year is coming up, and I don't want to, you know, let the train leave the station for you, but iPass Day, which is something that's important for you guys as a school community, really focuses on those intangible components of a school community. And so to hear that stuff is happening is really exciting. I know it's something, Dr. Santor, that you've really been working on with the administrative team, particularly over the summer as you've gotten started. So, you know, let's connect all of those pieces because, you know, we're all pulling the wagon in the same direction. 
Sure. So when I look at in terms of overall vision for the district, uh, one of the things that attracted me to Roxbury was the level of cohesion and engagement around very strong, relatable ideals or district goals. And when I look at our district goals, there are so many levels of resonance and relevance throughout the district that I've seen already. So when a new superintendent comes to a district, um, oftentimes they may err by trying to change or revamp things without recognizing the many strengths that exist. So for me, uh, what I'd like to do, what I'd like us to do as a district is you know, double down on those goals that we set forth. So when we talk about goal number one in terms of student achievement and professional development, we're continuing to create those opportunities for learning for our students through differentiation of instruction. One of the things that I'd like us to see as a district is identify a common language or practice around a tiered system of support. There's so many foundational pieces to a multi-tiered system of support that have already been put in place. I just like us to use that common language and practice throughout. I love that student achievement is linked to professional development. I think the professional development efforts that Dr. Seip and his team have led over the past couple of years are phenomenal, and I'd like to continue those partnerships. So often we see a professional development uh, exercise happen once, yet the um, practice that we want to become you know, internalized isn't addressed unless we do year of year over year. So I'd like to see that happen. You talked a lot about the portrait of the graduate. I will tell you that's one of the pieces that attracted me to the district, to be honest with you. It's a great opportunity and exercise to demonstrate who we are as a community and what we believe in. It's been in place for a few years now. So what I'd like us to see us do is to kind of assess, do we need to revise it? Does it continue to be emblematic of who our students are? Are the elements relatable across all levels? You know, when you look at a portrait of a graduate, I think it's easy to make the crosswalk between the POG and a high school age student, but how can we make that crosswalk for younger children? So if I have a kindergarten age child, can I relate their experience to the portrait of a graduate? So I just want to jump in real fast because, you know, Tiffany, I've been very fortunate to work collaboratively with you as not only colleagues, but I got to be a parent watching um, my oldest child kind of really grow uh, into middle school years in your classroom. Um, and so just hearing those pieces of our program and how we connect academic achievement with professional learning on, in an ongoing basis, specifically the inclusion of tiering in the classroom, I know that that's something that you do a lot of in your classroom. So can you just talk about your experience with what that looks like in action? Because I, from afar, I've seen it really well implemented you know, and I think it's exciting for us to be able, have the opportunity to hear it from a teacher's perspective, mm -hmm. particularly as it relates to connecting in those portrait of graduate pieces that really support instruction and individual student achievement. Well, I, I think one of the, the first things that's most important in the early days um, is to set these kids up for goal setting opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where are they starting? Where do they want to be? What are some of the things that they want to accomplish? Um, what are some of the things that, you know, maybe they're a little afraid to jump into and try. So once we can establish those goal setting and get to know the kids, um, it makes it a little easier to meet them at their level. Mm -hmm. I think um, small group instruction has just been played such an important role within the classroom because it's allowed the children to grow and develop, not just academically, but also socially, mm -hmm. um, emotionally, um, at their own rate and at their own time, which is always a nice thing. Um, it, it's great to get to know these kids, um, be able to do these things, but to see them succeed and know that maybe their goal or where they're reaching is going to be different than their friend, but that's okay to see them encouraging one another when they are meeting their goals or they're accomplishing different things at different rates is just a very special moment to be able to witness. 
So the uh, I agree with you, and I love the idea that you emphasize meeting kids at their level and allowing them to set their own goals and support one another, because I think that speaks to what we're trying to do as a district. And I know, Chris, you've done a lot of that work um, as a building leader, not only with your administrative colleagues, but with your teachers, is how do we set goals as a school community? How do we allow those goals to be structured in a way that everyone can grow and meet with success within the framework of the goals without the without an unnecessary emphasis on we're all going to achieve this same thing. We're all shooting for the same thing because that sort of lack of acknowledgement of the individuality and uniqueness of every student, of every teacher, of every administrative colleague that we have really um, does not lend to the idea of what we're trying to achieve as a district based on what our goals say. So can you just share with us some of the ideas that you, you know, of what you've worked on with your staff and the students at Lincoln Roosevelt to really foster that idea of we're a learning community and we're going to do everything we can to support one another? Yeah, we, we always talk about that. Um, I, I don't know where the best place to spot and start in and on this is, but, uh, you know, I, I try to bring the energy, you know, positive energy, especially when, you know, when uh, you're in front of the teachers, you want to make sure that they feel trusted uh, that you have trust in them and that they can try different teaching styles and, and different practices in the classroom and know that, you know, if they're having struggles with anything, that our doors are always open as an administrative team. And if they have questions or if they want feedback from us, we can provide that. You know, I don't want them to feel like they're ever, you know, there's a gotcha moment around them and, and you know, that we're trying to find fault in what they're doing because we want to encourage, we want to stay new, we want to stay fresh. Um, as we stay new and fresh, and this is one of my repeated things that I always talk to the staff about, is we never throw away what we know what works. We never start from the ground up again because, you know, uh, Ms. North has been teaching now for about eight years, I would say. Um, I hope I'm right with that, Ms. North. I've been at Lincoln Roosevelt. <laughs> this is year nine. Oh, year nine. Okay, so I was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but she has a, a great skill set in the classroom with the students enjoy watching going in and seeing her uh you know work with the students but even last year she was changing some of her practices uh in in a pretty big way and she found a lot of success from it uh but she's you know like i said we're, we're lifelong learners you know mm -hmm. she's has identified this didn't work for me at all <laughs> uh but she found you know ways to work around them uh with the kids you know we try to make ourselves as visible as possible uh Dr. Zegar and I are out constantly out in the hallway in the cafeterias talking with kids. Um, you know, our, like I said earlier, our, our doors are always open. So if kids want to come in and talk to us, that they can come in and we can give them advice and we can help them through whatever type of problems that we're, we're having. You know, we uh, on our opening day, there's one slide that I have where is the last part of my presentation for, you know, our uh, our staff. And it's about that that came in at minute six hundred and forty two. That last uh, slide? Yes, it was a long opening meeting. <laughs> um, I hope impactful, uh, Ms. North. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Um, but the last slide that we always talk about is is what we're trying to grow. We're, we're trying to grow oak trees here. We want to give those kids the life skills so that they can grow and be extremely strong, successful. Uh, we want them to be gritty. We want them to be resilient. Uh, we want them never to shy away from a challenge. They want, we want them to understand there will be challenges, and you get through those challenges through working hard. So there's always our last slide. We're not looking for temporary success. We are looking for long-term success. We are looking for portrait of a graduate. And so I'm going to grab what one of the things you just said um, and help segue that into the, the next um, goal for us as a district you know, you talked about we're never going to throw away what works, right? And I think part of that speaks to a testament of continual cycle of improvement, though, right? Just because something doesn't work, um, pardon me, 
just because something has worked doesn't mean it can't get better. It can't be right. enhanced. And so that idea leads to some of the other goals, you know, specifically our third and fourth goals, which are about sustainability and health and wellness. You know, those are things we're looking to enhance. So do you want to just share a little bit more about the next steps for those, uh, Dr. Santor? That'd be great. Sure. In terms of sustainability, I think our district should be commended in its efforts, not only at the building, but the district-wide level. So I'd like to, you know, acknowledge Ann Rhodes and Kathy Kobos for leading those initiatives at the district uh, level, but it's about equipping our students with an understanding of their action and how that action relates to a better tomorrow for other children as well as for themselves. So we're going to continue our efforts there. And when we talk about health and wellness, you know, uh, Mr. Genziano already spoke about the idea of resiliency. I think that the importance of that can't be uh, emphasized enough. We want to teach our children to be able to cope with a difficult moment because they certainly will be uh, met with one, whether it's at uh, the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, or at the end of the year, or throughout. So we want our students to be able to kind of cope and overcome any difficulty that they have. And then the, the last goal, we kind of talked about how we want to build uh, strong connections and we want to uh, create capa capacity within our students that's going to last. So a piece of that is leveraging the relationship with our parents. Roxbury is very unique. We have such a strong sense of community pride. So a big piece for me around uh, the last goal, community engagement, talks about parent training and increasing opportunity for parent advocacy. Parents are our best opportunity to partner to build further capacity within our children beyond the traditional six or seven hour school day. So those are some of the efforts I see coming to fruition this year. And I think that community engagement piece is is really an important one and one I know that we share as a community of learners, not, not just the staff administration um, but we want that dialogue with our community, with mm -hmm. our parents. And while there's a recognition that everyone doesn't think the same or we're not always going to agree on every little minute detail, the fact of the matter that we're all here for what we believe to be the best interest of our own children, whether it be your, your personal child, the children of our school district, your class, um, I think that needs to be the unifying piece um, to how we collaborate and how we communicate with one another. Um, but I also think it's important, and I definitely got this message um, I heard it, and I'm interested if Tiffany and Chris, you guys heard it, when Dr. Santora was addressing the staff at the beginning of the school year, that idea about health and wellness exceeds just the focus on our, our children. You know, it's an acknowledgement and a recognition that the, the health and wellness of our staff is just as important. I think it's important for us to recognize that it's probably never been harder to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. It's probably never been harder to be a student. I mean, the proliferation of technology, just kind of the world climate um, some of the things that we're inundated with just um, through technology and, you know, makes it really challenging to unplug. While there are benefits, you know, communication is easier. Um, the ability to gather information is easier. It presents other challenges. Um, and so what are some strategies? What are some ways we can help and support the health and wellness of not only our staff, but our students? Because uh, it's it's a really hard time. I mean, teaching is a super amazing profession. I don't regret being an educator for one second. Um, but as, as such, we need to continue to evolve not only how we handle ourselves and our focus on our own health and wellness, but those around us. So what are some ways that we can we can do that? Well, I mean, I always think about this, you know, so we're, it's a big team effort. So we have our teachers um, who really care for their students. And we know that our parents are giving us their most trusted asset. So it's it's a lot going into one big organization. So if we see kids that are stressed out and if we see that they're struggling, uh, the adults need to talk. You know, I always tell our, our teaching staff that, you know, reach out to the parents, uh, have a conversation with them, let them know. 
And I want our parents to feel empowered with that too. If the parents are seeing the kids struggling at night and they're upset about something or they, or they seem to really, you know, not their normal selves, they can always reach out to our teachers, our guidance counselors, our administration, you know, because it is a team effort and we need to work together to make things as best we can for them. And, and I, I'm sorry, Tiff, I jumped in before you, but I, I just want to echo Chris's thought. I know that that mentality is the one, is shared by all of our building administration. You know, we're just fortunate to have Chris and Tiffany here representing Lincoln Roosevelt. That that is definitely the the approach we would love at all levels in all of our schools. You know, that open line of communication between the teachers, the parents, the administration. Mm-hmm. It is a collective team effort because we're all here for the kids. Sorry, Tiff, I had no, to throw no, that plug I, in I there. I just wanted to piggyback off of what Chris was saying because, you know, team really is a great way to put it. And he had mentioned earlier, you know, the open door policy, having the ability to talk to Chris or Dr. Z at any point in the day, if there is something that as a teacher, you know, I'm struggling with, or I'm juggling and not quite sure what direction, the guidance and the time that they are willing to give to the teaching staff is unbelievable. Um, I think, I think also the fact that we have opportunities to collaborate with our colleagues. Um, there's nothing more valuable than being mm-hmm. able to sit down in a room with your grade level colleagues or your building colleagues and just to kind of throw ideas out there. I think that's what's going to allow that that reflection um, process, that reflective pro- process to go on and just continue to help us grow as educators, which is only going to help us become better for the students in our classrooms. So as we wrap this up, I mean, I opened by saying, you know, the beginning of the school year is one of the most exciting times for me, and I know many people share that. So um, let's just close with a big highlight for each of us as we opened um, or a goal for the school year, a plan, something like that, um, and and then we'll bring this one in. So that's it. A highlight, a goal, something that was really memorable for you for the last week and a half or so. Highlight and goal from the last week of school. So I've been fortunate to work here for, I think this might be my 11th year. Uh, I was very happy to get the feedback, and I, and I could see it too, but it's nice when you hear it from the staff uh, and from the kids what a nice opening it was. Uh, the kids are doing a great job. <laughs> um, it's, it's been really a positive start right now, um, and I see that continuing. So, I mean, you know, as for a goal for my year uh, or for our school's year, I, I want to see everybody happy. I want to see everybody, you know, um, uh, hitting on all cylinders and 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 learning and growing together and enjoying what they're doing. Uh, I always tell the staff, you know, if you're not having fun, neither are the kids. Mm-hmm. So why not make it fun? So if we got kids in there that are comfortable in their environment, smiling and laughing with their schoolmates uh, while on task, uh, you know, that's that's my goal. That's a goal every day. Okay. I I think my biggest highlight of the year so far is just watching how excited the students are every day coming in and leaving. They can't wait to come back. Um, you know, being able to come up with class contracts and how we can make the, the classroom go smoothly and so that we all can support one another and be there for one another. Just watching the kids interact with one another and do it so effectively has just been so wonderful because it's, it's only day seven and they're already doing all those things. Well said. I, for me, there's been many, but uh, you know, I was waiting outside the high school on the first day as students arrived, and unfortunately, the skies opened and the students uh, got soaked with rain. But it was amazing to see students running into school, soaking wet, smiling because they were excited to be there. So it made me even more uh, sure of my uh, decision that Roxbury was a place for me, but is more importantly, Roxbury is a unique place in general. So 
Yeah, I I agree. I was gonna um, I was gonna mention my big highlight was just the number of smiles I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, just um, especially over the last week, it's been somewhat hot. Uh, the temperature has been raising just a little bit, um, and just the number of smiles, um, the positive attitude from the students, from the staff, um, has really been contagious. And I think that's really you know speaks to the the community aspect. And I think that's a great goal. Um, you know, the one that that last one is my one of my favorites about community engagement because this is a partnership. I'm, you know, I think we all firmly believe that we're in this t- together. And so, how how do we do that by communicating with one another, sharing our thoughts and ideas? Taking cha- taking risks, trying the best we can for kids, and as Chris opened, gathering feedback and reflecting on it to get better. So uh, here's to a great school year. We're super excited to have Dr. Santora as well as many other new staff members join us here. Uh, we're very proud of our school district. I think our community has lots to be proud of, and our school, uh, our teachers are definitely at the top of the list. Uh, so wishing everybody a great school year. Welcome back and. Um, Embrace that communication. If you have questions, if you have ideas, if you have something you need assistance with, reach out. Reach out to your teacher. Reach out to school counselors, administration, central office. We are all here for the same thing, the kids of Roxbury. So have a great year, everybody.